right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. Welcome back to the No Laying Up preview show presented, as always, for major championships by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Solly here, DJ Pie here in his new home. Hello, DJ Pie. Hello, greetings from uh, the lovely part of Milwaukee here, guys. Great to be with you. Got his camera and mic all set up. First thing he did when he moved in, His Majesty, the King, the, the DraftKings, TC is here. Hello, TC. The King is coming to you live from the castle. I'm by myself in the castle after you guys tried to assassinate me a couple weeks ago. DJ, fear the deer, of course. Thank you. And also with you, TC. And uh, yeah, great great to be with my loyal subjects. It's a big week for castles, man. Big it week. Is. No better no better place to be this week. Randy, do you think they should be playing the, uh, the Open Championship on the castle course? I think they should take a look at it. I think certainly we'll have a lot more to discuss after this week when the uh, when the old course gets obliterated. <laughs> I was going to say, we're all very excited for the Open Championship at the old course, except for Randy, of course. So we Oh, no, that's not true. See, people people think I'm a curmudge. Oh, Randy's just going to shit on everything. No, I'm excited. The old course is sweet, but they are going to obliterate it. Randy, I'm going to set all, all, all the trackers against you. All the trackers and Legion accounts are going to be coming after you now. I want to push back on the obliteration thing, which we can talk about. Uh, I think there's a difference between low scores and obliteration. I think the way this course is going to play this week is not going to, it's not going to be primed for just, it's not going to be pin your ears back and play reckless uh, kind of boring style golf. So we'll, we'll, we can get to that, but I hundred percent agree. Sally. On the Sunday pod this past week, we talked about the collaboration uh, between the St. Andrews community and our friends at Callaway behind Callaway's open staff bags. And the winning bag was just unveiled. We are all huge fans of this. If you can't tell, we were sharing this on the, the social media. Speaking of bags, we just got our hands on a couple of the Callaway Fairway C stand bags. Have put them in play. You will see them in play uh, as we go film Taurus sauce here very shortly. The C in Fairway C stands for compact. Offers a lot of storage space for a bag that only weighs four pounds and comes in a ton of colors. And in addition to all the colors, you can easily customize it with embroidery on the ball pocket. If you like to, if you like to walk and want something light, but also need plenty of room for your on-course necessities like your rangefinder, weather gear, water, bo water bottle, and a few sleeves of the Chrome Soft X, this bag is for you. The Fairway C is a compact four-way top with full-length dividers. It weighs again only four pounds. Uh, even a quick clips system for the straps if you need. Uh, to swap from a single strap to a double strap. It lets you do that very easily. So check out the Fairway C stand bag at CallawayGolf.com. Let's go around the horn here. I want to I want to know what the uh, what the stoked levels are at. I don't. You can put on any scale that you want. DJ, let's start with you. How uh, I, I'm finding it very difficult to put into perspective how excited I am for this week. This is the most exciting week of my golf career to this point. I'm not. That's not hyperbole. You know, the only word you can use is chuffed at this point, right? I'm just absolutely chuffed for the open. I, you know, I know we always kind of start with the same question, like what are you what are you most excited for? And and I'm with you, Sally. It's kind of hard to to drill down. I think it's a place where all of us have tremendous context, right? It, it is really, really fun to go to a place like Southern Hills and see that golf course this year. It's really cool to go to Brookline and see that place and see the unique challenges and stuff. But it's also just really freaking fun to go to a place that everybody knows so well, and you only get to go so many times during kind of your golf watching career. You know, it's a, 
a place where we have had a great time together. We filmed tourists off there. Saw you and I met there for the first time at the 2015 Open. Uh, just continuously blacked out that entire week. It was an absolutely fantastic trip. And I mean, everything, man. It's all the cliches you could possibly think of. The town, the all the tee shots, the shot over the road, the, you know, the tee shots on 11, the what are the conditions going to do? I mean, it's just everything. It, it's it's like going to Augusta, right? Like the the same excitement level, except you only get to go there every five years. And in this case, seven years. I, I'm with you. There's just no better. I haven't been this excited since 2015. And that is not a coincidence, right? It's There's one common denominator in, in those two things. So yeah, Stoke level, uh, zero to 10. I, I'm at a just hearty fish and chips right now. Just the, the meter has broken off. We're looking for other ways to describe it. And uh, we're still not even quite there. TC? Uh, I'm right there with you guys. I could not be, this might be the most excited I've ever been for a golf tournament before. Not only to go to the old course, but the conditions that it's in, the the firm, fast, dry, fiery, kind of that, that brownish, orangish, yellowish hue that's out there, a little bit of sheen. It's just the best, man. And then, you know, to do so when there's such a young wave of great golfers waiting at the doorstep and and I feel like there's, 50 guys in the field this week that can win. The last time I was there, I'd never been to St. Andrews before. I've been three times since and played seven or eight rounds of golf out there and walked it, you know, probably a dozen times total. So I think it's the best golf course in the world. Uh, I think it's it, very much the best golf course that these guys play. If it's not the best golf course in the world, I think it's the best golf course that these guys, you know, the professionals play. And I'm just so excited. And, and you know what? I'll get ahead of some of whatever bullshit Randy's about to spew about <laughs> These guys, <laughs> you know, taking it to its knees or whatever. I think it's going to ask very direct questions. And it's like a choose your own adventure on some of these holes. Uh, you know, 13, 14, like, some, you know, uh, 16. And you can play it a number of different ways. And there's some quotes that I'll read from Spieth a little bit later on that, like, it's true strategy and it's true. Like, there's no shortcuts, right? Like, you, you got to take on the, the risk and the trouble at some point. And I'm curious to see what they do with the setup too. I think they're gonna they're gonna push the envelope a little bit more with some of the pins, and I don't think they have to worry. It looks like it may be a little bit windy on Saturday. We can get into those forecasts, but overall, I'm just I'm so excited. I'm just positive and excited. Just shotgun blasting eight different eight different takes, eight different questions that we we have further down the agenda into what what's got you excited, but. Randy, go ahead and throw a big, cold, wet-ass blanket over all of our excitement here. Just shut a, us down. A smallpox blanket. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not going to. But I will say I'm just like, I'm I'm totally, moderately interested to watch the golf this week. I, I will not join in the hyperbole and the, you know, I, I cannot say this is the most excited I've ever been in my life. Um <laughs> What's the most excited you've ever been in your life? For well, golf? that's a great question. I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, I think but, it was that tournament that the guy, the chef, was watching on top of the roof. That was the most excited you've ever been. Oh, the NCAA tournament. championships. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say, Tron, you make a very good point. This will be the first open at the old course since I've had the chance to play it. And so that'll be fun to watch the tournament with a better appreciation and knowledge of the course. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, how it plays for the, the best in the world, as opposed to average Joes such as myself. But um, it's going to be a long couple days to Thursday. I, I'm, I'm taking a step back from golf Twitter. I, I just can't, I, you know, it, it's like 
I get a little uneasy when everybody around me is so excited. So I'm just going to take a step back and we're going to wait till Thursday. I kind of feel you on that, Randy. I don't need an update on everything. I know the holes already. I don't really need to know the the whole locations. I don't need to know what everybody's wearing. I'm kind of with you. Just listen, man. You can't, uh, as we say a lot, I'm I'm already pulled over. I can't pull over any further. You're not going to get me any more excited. I just need to pace myself. I I'm, I totally agree. Like I'm not deep. I'm, I'm fighting off all the the tracker and bot and parody accounts today. That notwithstanding, like I have all the info and intel I need. You know, it's just like just get me to Thursday morning. But like it's, I feel a certain sense of calm. Where like I feel like I have all the tools I need to enjoy this tournament to its fullest, and I can kind of tune out for the next day or two. Meanwhile, I think Solly had like six, seven hundred words written about the Champions Challenge, right? It seemed like you were pretty plugged in on that. I was going to say, you guys can just move aside <laughs> here because I don't want this. I don't want Thursday to get here yet. I want to take in all of this week has to offer. I find myself so incredibly excited for it, yet as little caring about who wins as I can remember for a major. Like, I, I really am just looking forward to watching. You know, it's a convergence of so many things that I love about golf. I do at times watch, like watching the best players in the world compete. Uh, I'd at almost all times enjoy watching them compete on fast and firm conditions where the questions are just different. And uh, this is my favorite golf course in the world. It breaks kind of, it just is so fun. It's so beautifully weird. It like breaks so many rules and concepts that for some reason I've never really, you know, they've been imitated, but never copied. Like the, the tee shots are just so weird. Like you're just like in a field. It doesn't really look like a golf hole. It's just kind of, Hey, figure it out. Like aim at that thing in the distance and hit it. And if you pull it, you're in a bunker. If you miss right, you're in the gorse. It's going to be a field test more than it is like about stock golf shots. There's going to be so many, you know, putts from long range, chips and and stuff off huge mounds. And I watched, I was watching, I think it was Gary Player hit a, a shot into the second green and watching it go up and down and up and down over the valleys that kind of protect the front left of it. And I, listen, they're going to play a slightly different game than Mr. Player plays to this point. There's going to be just time periods where that ball is on the ground rolling and they're going to be begging for it to stop if it's offline or rooting for it to keep going if it's running up towards a hole or catching a slope. And that's just the 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 wonder and the beauty of golf comes from all of those things for me. And we're going to get to watch it with like some of the best coverage I think we could possibly imagine. Some of the stuff that's already come out so far on the Open Championship YouTube channel with JT and Tiger's practice round and uh, hearing Bones and him talk about maybe putting an extra 60 in the in the bag to try to get over bunker lips, yet one that's better for tight lies and what do you need a three wood for you won't need it to get onto any of the greens and you won't need it for any of the tees so why carry one of those it's it's everything man it's 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 what we uh you know i i would say it's what we got into cover golf covering golf for but i don't know if that's even the case right it's just this is uh it, it's just the best i i've struggled for words i tried to do a whole nother podcast on the old course in advance i didn't still didn't feel like i did it justice and uh i'm just so happy that the week is finally here it's what magical was- baby it's magical what was your biggest takeaway, Sally, from kind of talking? You talked to who? Iona Steven, Jeff Shackelford, JT, your dad. Uh, what was kind of the Rue biggest? McDonald. The Rue McDonald. What was kind of the biggest uh, takeaway or kind of thread from that, you think? It was honestly that we all do end up saying the same things, but it felt really good, I guess, to hear it, to hear like Iona describe it as like it's something like out of a mythical storybook. It really is like it's a super weird nostalgic feeling that I don't like. I don't have a great history at the old course. I, the first time, like you said, we were there seven years ago, so I don't know if nostalgia is the word, but I 
I love history. I've, you know, that was one of my favorite things to do while touring Europe was just visiting ancient, ancient sites. And obviously I love golf and like to see this well of preserved of a place crossover into like one of the greatest, if not the greatest championship in all of golf, uh, in the conditions that it has and into like all the things that I love about golf being welcoming and the connectivity it has with a town and just the entire golf environment all around it. It just reverberated through everything that anyone had to say. And I had to like n avoid including the same lines in from different people because everyone just says the same things about how, how special it is. So there's nothing that you can do to like describe, like, like I didn't get St. Andrews until I'd been there and there's nothing, there's no words that can kind of properly prepare you for it or, it's just all of these things rolled into one, right? And it represents everything that I love about golf, even though I didn't even know, like, until I got there, you know? I'm also fascinated by, like, how they set up the infrastructure around St. Andrews, like the massive grandstand behind 18 or, you know, going up the right side, like where I, you know, blew out a, a windshield last time we were there. Like, how they regulate how many people are standing there and, like, is there a fence midway through that street to where I'm just, I'm excited about the infrastructure of it. Like it's, you know, you're getting a couple hundred thousand people into this relatively small college town. And Randy, we've got the, we got to monitor the, uh, the Scott rail train conductors are uh, threatening to go on strike. There's, there's all sorts of labor strife there. So there's, there's so much around the event as well. It just feels like there's such a distinct sense of place and time and, it's, I don't know, it's so cool. And that's what, we got a lot of questions, you know, from people, why didn't you guys go? Why aren't you there? Why aren't you there? It, it is one of the worst viewing courses you could imagine, I think. I mean, if you could go and you were not having to cover the golf tournament as a whole, it's one of the greatest experiences ever. If you want to sit next to 17 green and watch guys play that or sit behind 18T and watch guys tee off. I sat behind one green back in 2015 and watched it. It was, it was incredible, but it is not you cannot get to the middle of the golf course you can only stay on the perimeters of the golf course and uh the viewing is not necessarily great and it would have been very challenging for us to do our jobs from from on site i think this past week but yeah there's are many many great special places to watch golf around that town center and i just can't imagine how buzzing that town's gonna be uh, how do we even like black out that one? Like, how how do we get into bars that uh, you know seven years ago? Because they, they were just overflowing, if I remember right. I don't even remember how we got served so many drinks. I think there's a lot of bars. First of all, there's a lot of little corners. Uh, we were willing to walk to some some different places. Also, the time of day was really weird. It was, if I remember correctly, which I may not for obvious reasons. But I think that if you remember, it was all the wind delays. Shout out to not rolling back the ball. The winds got so high that the greens had to be so fast that they just couldn't play them. Uh, so it was a lot of like, you know, 10 in the morning, like, Hey, we're going to call play for the day. And then, you know, you just kind of have the whole, the whole rest of the day. So I think we probably even like beat a lot of the people who weren't even to the golf course yet to the bars. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's kind of another, another thing, Randy, I, I can almost feel your wheels turning on all the saccharin St. Andrews, like all oh, the old gray town and all this stuff. Oh, it's so magical. And there is so much stuff in golf that that just gets so schmaltzy and syrupy and like outrageous and st andrews has that for for some people but it's also like a very real it's just like someone's gonna try to sell you coke in the bathroom type of like college town as well like that's the other not you know not that's a very that. personal experience <laughs> that, that is very personal i spent a lot of time in st andrews after i uh got covid <laughs> last time 
But you know what I'm saying, though? It's not just like an amusement park. Like you go to Augusta and it is it's Disney World and it's manufactured and it's fake. Right. And you go to St. Andrews and it is like a real college town that also has all of this amazing stuff and history and everything that we're we're, you know, talking about kind of layered on top of it. So to it just feels I know the locals would probably quibble with a lot of that. And there is probably still plenty of, you know, manufactured stuff. But as far as the world of golf goes, it's it's about as the cross section of like real history and real authenticity kind of it's about as good as you can do. Well said, hundred percent agree. I, I think the reverence and the outing of Jewel emotion is so much better placed at the old course in St. Andrews and at Augusta, in my opinion. I mean, the Augusta National is a great golf course and it produces great golf tournaments, but Everything else, uh, yes, this is, I totally agree with you guys. I, I think I just am not good at, you know, joining with everybody. I, I'm just not comfortable with that. So I, it's not that I want to be contrarian. I just, you know, I, I just got to <laughs> pump the brakes and we're just going to get to Thursday and we're going to, we're going to watch some golf. Isn't that literally what being a contrarian is? <laughs> no, because I don't want. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you why the old course is bad and St. Andrews he is bad. Want to front run it. Like he wants to get to Thursday and experience it. Yeah. And be like you know what, this is awesome. Like da 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 da. Instead of looking ahead at things, which, Randy, I get it. I get it. I just don't have any self control, and like I'm so freaking excited. Uh, I like, just want to. I want like, you to let yourself be happy, Randy. That's that's what I'm missing. That's what I'm missing. Let the guard down. Just just go all in. Like every time I see a video of the old course or I've walked off after playing it or, or just after walking it, I just have a massive smile on my face. And like, I'm going to go back and watch the cat from 2000. I'm going to go watch those because I, I think I'll have a whole new appreciation. I've been saving those for this week. Like I'm going to have a whole new appreciation of like, I don't need to, to look at anybody else's content. I'm just going to go back and watch 2000. I don't need to watch 2015 because Zach Johnson tap down the spike mark and all that stuff going back and watching 2000 and then what was it 2006 five five or five yeah yeah and watching those two and then i'm good after that that's uh, again shout out to getting stuck in st andrews with COVID and having nothing to do but the the two best golf tournaments that i've watched in 2022 were the 2010 and 2015 uh open championship replays so <laughs> Yeah, it just it holds up. It's it's the best. This will be a live free episode. I just want to make a point in this regard of like they go to the old course every year for the Dunhill. Like professional golf goes to the old course every the year. The Dunhill's sick. It I, is, and I, it is. I, I went, but it plays totally different. It's not, but it's not the same level of. Uh, this is to to just to illustrate the point of like what the real golf matters, how the real golf matters in terms of the anticipation and the buildup for this specific event. And that's something you just like can't replicate. Like you can't fake 150 years of history and, you know, roll it up into, you know, and just go play any kind of golf course and, and think that it matters as much. Like they, they literally go to this place with another tournament and it doesn't matter nearly as much as this tournament matters at this time of year with all of the game focused on it. And that's just kind of uh, what I think is this a, a, a week that can't be repeated and it only will be repeated once every five years now. So you want to get into, you know, Randy's let, let's just do the scoring thing off the front. So a bunch of questions about these. Most of the questions that I got on Twitter uh, were about this. The Lugal asked how upset is Randy about the predicted score under par this week? Uh, no vanity nine, nine, nine X. How can we best appreciate the really low scores? We're about to have at the signature signature championship. 
Uh, Drakey DXB, would you still have St. Andrews in the Rota if it's going to be a 15 or 20 under winning score? Big Randy can't be happy with that sort of scoring. Randy, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the last word or the first word here. I these are great questions, and I'm I'm happy for that people sent them in. I, it's top of mind. Bit of a silent majority out there. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think in all honesty, one of the questions I'm looking forward to answering for myself is. Obviously, the old course is magnificent to play. The history, is it a good course for the Open Championship? Or, you know, is Carnoustie or Muirfield, are are there better, more interesting tests for the best in the world? And I think I'm keen to see that this week. I don't know the answer to that. Um, Gosh, hopefully hopefully the best golf course in the world can deliver for you. I don't know. That's going to be close. We'll but see. But I do think there's some nuance to that. And I, you guys might disagree, but I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. Is if, if it's a complete birdie fest and guys are shooting 64, 65 every round, is it really asking and, and providing the questions that it needs to? I, I'm not sure. I, I know this seems like a pseudo bit, but I do see where you're coming from. And, and especially here in some I'm of the trying reports, to be serious because no, it I started as a bit, but there is some truth to it. I, I mean, not... I, I think it's one of those places that if you could Truman show dial up the perfect conditions, like it would be so obvious to anybody who's watching that this is the best place in the world to play golf. But without yeah, those you have like wind out of the West. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But without those where, you know, we're getting reports of guys, you know, driving it, what having 60, 70 yards into, into the road hole. It's like, well, that's, yeah, that's not totally what we're, what we're looking at. And I know you can still tuck a pin and you can still have a difficult wedge. And th there is a lot of, of stuff to be there, you know, to, to kind of contend with too, but it's, I, I see where you're coming from, Randy. I would argue, though, that these how it's set up and how it's going to play, and the wind isn't going to be as strong as I think we would like, and we can get to that, but the firmness makes it, it – the scores are still going to be low, but it is not going to be a wedge-spinning contest. It is not going to be a thoughtless hit the drive here and hit a, and stuff an approach. And that's, not, that's just not what we're going to get. There's going to be a ton of different – ways to hit the shots off the tee than just bomb it as far as possible wait sorry have, i thought angles didn't matter they don't matter to some but you know maybe on this golf course maybe literally every you know the of the one of the top professionals that's ever played this golf course would argue differently maybe maybe we should listen to them on that one and it, it so i i again i was looking back at that 2015 highlights and it i it's I see the concern there, Randy. I want to at least acknowledge that. I just also want to say, I don't think that's the golf course we're going to get. I, and I hope people can understand that difference between the scores are still going to be low. Like the old course is not throwing a ton of difficult par fours at you. That's the only way to keep scores high enough for, you know, whatever, uh, for these professional golfers. There's tons of par fours that are under 400 yards. There's just tons of par fours. In general. Yeah. And scoring average is not going to be high on those. It is going to be, they're not quite par three and a halfs, but there's a bunch of par like 3.7s, right? And just like two really good executed shots and a good putt are going to make get you a birdie. And a, you know, an average shot and an average approach is going to get you a par. There's not that separation of score on you know, a whole by whole basis that, you know, really is what I think usually fits the best golf courses in the world. I just think the routes to getting to those scores is incredibly, incredibly interesting at the old course. And it works in that regard. It is going to be 
players are going to have to be aggressive. But at the same time, I, I saw Taylor Gooch hit it in the end hole bunker in the practice round today on the ninth hole. It just should be one of the easiest holes. And he was totally boned up against the left. That stuff is still out there, and that's what's going to separate this from being a birdie fest like at the, the Barbasol yesterday. I think it's definitely something that it's it's like greater than the sum of its parts as far as it, it's going to force you to be disciplined for 72 holes. Like, do the right stuff. Like, I think there's going to be some little boys, Randy, that get absolutely exposed because they can't they can't figure out their spin rates or they get over-aggressive. And the firmness is you get a bad bounce off one of those really, really, like, extra dry, firm mounds in front of some of these greens, you can go, like, 140 yards over the green. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> TC, it has to be a pretty firm bounce. 140 <laughs> yards. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like it could roll out like 140 yards off the tee. I don't know if anyone's going 140 yards over the green. I can see somebody going 140 yards. <laughs> what hole are you thinking? I'm going to take the that? under. <laughs> Where does that happen? I'm thinking, I, you know, maybe like, like 14. If you have a if you have a three wood that lands on the back side of the green, fourteen, uh, five, thirteen, that that whole area in there. Bacon had seventy six yards into twelve from over that green, so I I, I get halfway there, but right, I, maybe, maybe one hundred and forty. I I can I could see something going over like sixty or seventy yards. Like there's some landmines there where, like Shackelford was talking about it in his newsletter a little bit this week. I've talked to a couple caddies about it. They're like, yeah, dude, like there's some there's some humps and bumps that like you like if you hit that you're fucked it's there's some weird shit that's gonna happen and i want to get this in before we get we, we still got some time to get to pick still a lot to talk about here but major golf means major winnings and DraftKings sportsbook is your place for action during golf's final major in scotland new customers can bet just five dollars and get one hundred dollars in free bets no matter what win or lose we are going to get to all of our picks here. We're going to get to all. I find this course, this this tournament, to be one of the hardest to handicap ever, just because of how much of a playground St. Andrews is, and how it doesn't necessarily fit different playing styles. And we can discuss some of that later on if you guys will indulge. But if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the course for cash with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Golf Contest. I already got one lineup in. I think we're going to get, end up with somewhere around ten lineups this week. It's easy to play. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and lock your lineups before the pros hit the first toll everyone can play for over 10 million dollars in prizes don't miss the thrills of golf's final major download the DraftKings sportsbook app now new customers use code nlu at sign up bet just five dollars on the tournament and get 100 in free bets win or lose that's code nlu only at DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details randy any reaction to any of the, any of those those comments there about about the scoring and, and the, the old course holding up against you know professional golfers I, I mean, I guess I just respectfully disagree. I don't find like it all that captivating watching on television. Like, oh my God, he's playing a little left and he's going to hit his wedge to seven feet for birdie as opposed to like, oh, this guy took iron a little right and he's going to hit his wedge to six feet for birdie. Like that's what I'm scared of is that the differences in, in path and how you get to what's going to be a wedge and a birdie putt. Uh, it, I mean, if we're, if we're ending up in the same spot, I don't find it that compelling how guys get there. And I don't trust the TV coverage to really show us all that nuance, I guess. That's what I was going to say too. I, I agree with that, that it's, 
it's a pretty you need a pretty keen eye to like fully 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 appreciate what we're talking about and i don't mean that to be condescending i just mean like there's a lot of context that needs to be you know needs to be tabulated from the wind the firmness the lines all that stuff and yeah the tv like is trying to move so fast and cover so much different stuff that they're just not gonna it's like the rare time where you almost need them to like show less shots and just linger on a couple to really explain what's going on and and i that's very understandably you know almost impossible for the tv to do so i randy i see see where you're coming from it's a bit of a it is a bit of a it's harder for i think like super casual fan or somebody who's never been there or somebody who's not paying attention to the wind and all these different factors to it doesn't it's not the same as you know make an eagle on 13 at Augusta. I just want to make the point that I, I don't disagree with that. I think one, we can definitely agree, Randy, that if the ball didn't go as far as it did, this course would be more interesting. Like I think a lot of these shots are more. And one thing that I, I'm a little concerned on is it looks like for the most part, the wind is going to blow across on almost all holes, except for one and 18. One's going to be a little more into 18 is going to be down as it stands right now. And so for most of the front nine, you're going to get wind off the left with the exceptions being, you know, the eight, nine and uh, th- that little corner. And then on the back nine, the wind's going to be off the right uh, with the exceptions of 10 and 11. And so you're not going to have, you're going to have a ton of wedges in, in that, if that's the case, right? You're not going to get the end of the wind holes where you got to flight the seven iron down, you know, you got to play a different, you know, in, and control your trajectory and all that stuff because it just doesn't play, especially with how firm it's going to be. The ball is just going to roll and roll and roll. So I, I'm with you in that regard. I just think it's like not, it is decidedly not like racing uh, Formula One cars in Monaco, right? Like you, I've watched that race for however many years now. And it just like the modern race car doesn't fit that track. Like there's no passing, like there's nothing interesting about the race once it starts. And I just find St. Andrews to, to not be that. I think it, it, uh, there's some restrictions. The modern game, you know, is under playing at a, in an arena like this, but at the same time, there is going to be, there's a lot left to be figured out and determined by the, you know, where these balls end up. Yeah. I think also I said, I said West, like the, like the wind needs to be out of the North northwest right to be coming you'd rather have it more out of the south i think to make the back nine harder i would say yeah but just just basically having some into the wind and some downwind holes you'd rather have yeah uh, south or north kind of right pretty much yeah the whole, whole thing just plays totally different i've played the back nine dead downwind and if you're not going a couple under par like you're you've messed some stuff up and if you i've played it into the wind and i don't think i've broken 40 coming into the wind it's just a totally 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 different beast and if i was to set up a wind that would like be the easiest to play direction it might be the one they've got i, I really do think so because i think you can use that wind to ride you know, balls from the left to the right to, to get close to the right side of the fairway, get the best angles on the front nine, and then you can use it to keep it from going OB on the back nine. That's so what I, I was think- going to say. It's a bummer. Bummer we're not going to see anybody, any of the spinny spinny left to right balls going OB on that back nine. That's that's tough. That's how the other half, that's how the other half lives. The, uh, like, there, I think there's a part of me that, that wants to see a little bit of, like, low scoring to, to just illustrate how, like, how we let golf almost devolve a little bit right where it's you know it's kind of a canary in the coal mine situation where it's like hey let's let's fix this like we're at the the og and we can't and we're getting to the point where we're debating whether you can play this for the open championship anymore like what are we doing right and i think that's 
you know, so I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if scoring gets out of hand. And also, like I've seen the quote this week of like, yeah, like people could shoot 59 out there, but like nobody has. You know, and it's kind of like there's kind of a reason for that, right? Like, I mean, shit, you even look at like the Dunhill scoring and Tommy Ladd shot 64 in the final round last year, but like that was 64 was or somebody shot 62, but I don't know if that was at like there's three courses that they use for that, but um, it's like 64, 65 was kind of the lowest, and that was during like kind of pro am setup with pins in the middle of the greens and everything like that. So, you know. I, I don't know. I just I like I don't think there's going to be a bunch of 63s out there. There could be a lot of 66s and 65s, you know. I just want to also note I think the canary in the coal mine might have been Tiger shot 19 under in 2000. Like yeah. that, that was that was 22 years ago, right? And it's just also worth noting if you go and look at the open Wikipedia page, the yardage in 1955 for the old course for the open 6936 yards. The yardage in 1995 40 years later, 6,933 yards. The difference in three yards over 40 years. And then in 2000, it went up to 7,100. And now 2010, 2015 is 7,300. And I think this one's going to be around 7,300 uh, as well. So, Which I will say, you know, walking around there playing it like we did, you can see that they have to put tee boxes outside the bounds of the course, which to me is like, you know, what are we doing? It's yeah, silly. what are we what are we doing? Like yeah. they're already having to bastardize it a little bit to to even make it somewhat playable. I don't know. I, I my intent was not to throw cold water on it, but I do think, it, in in my opinion, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it holds up as a championship course. I, I think that's a very prominent question that that we can watch this week. What I would respond to that, Randy, is if I thought the top players in the game could cruise through this course without having to make a bunch of decisions and do a lot of critical thinking, I would agree with you. I just don't I don't necessarily equate low scoring to that to that being the same thing. Like I just listening to Tiger describe all the different thoughts that go into how to play that golf course, it might end up with a low score, but I just don't consider it to be uh, something you can flip your mind off and just go pin your ears back. I just, I just think there's a difference between getting to low scores and that is the difference. In my I agree. Mind. It's like, yeah, it's like the ways, the ways and the means versus the just yeah. looking at the end result. I'm the same thing. Like, I think it's looking at the type of player that wins here. It's a smart player, right? It's, you know, it's not necessarily a certain type of game or whatever. It's somebody who like thinks a certain way. Yeah. Solly, what are some of the, you know, in that vein of kind of some of the stuff being hard to pick out on the telecast or whatever, what are like two or three spots on the golf course or two or three shots for like people to pay attention to that you think are that really illustrate this? Oh gosh. We, I put, we Sorry put one of these on the up. Spot, but... uh, no, we, I, I can't do two or three is the thing. We put one of these up on Instagram, but I think a hole that is really underrated for uh, is the ninth hole. It's one of the most fun holes to play. It's uh, somewhere between 350 and 370 yards. I can't quite tell what the actual yardage is, but from the tee box, there's one bunker at 290 yards called the end hole bunker that like you got to figure, you got to figure out what you're doing with this bunker. You can't ignore it. If you go, if you ignore, if you want to bomb it over it and you got a helping wind, like your ball is probably not going to stop on the green. Like there's just not enough space. If it's that firm, you're going to have to land the ball somewhere in the vicinity of that bunker to get it to stop in the right place, either on the green. And if you thread it, between that bunker and the one that favor, you know, is on the left side by the gorse, it's 26 yards between it. If you can get right in between those two, that thing's going to run right up on there, and you're going to have probably a pretty easy birdie. But I was again, I was watching Max's Instagram story. Taylor Gooch put it right in that bunker, and there's just like that's the whole thing is these little landmines, like landmines on a golf course. 
I think make for super interesting golf shots, especially when the ball does not stop on the turf. And you've just got to figure out if you want to eliminate that bunker, you might have to hit a seven iron because there's another bunker short of that that is going to, if you want to lay up, like that is another one you have to figure out. And the ball is going to roll forever and ever. TC, you were telling us what Maddie and Leash hit a seven iron off 15 this week to avoid a bunker at 260 in the practice yeah. round. Yeah, 260 or 270. Yeah. That to me is, and again, I don't know if they're going to tell this story on TV. I don't know if it's going to be riveting viewing, but having, you know, been unlucky enough to play the course six times and go through that exercise, I just am fascinated to watch these dudes have to have to think about and go around some of those stuff. So that's similar. The, the one I always think of is 16, the approach shot into 16. It, it you know, you look at the aerial and it's kind of like, Oh, it's, you know, whatever, 390, 380, kind of a nothing like par four. But if you get on the ground on that hole and you see the way that the fairway can'ts just off that fence line, if you really can hug the right, the fence on the right side, the angle difference between the right side and the left side, depending where the pin is, that's it's one like whenever dimensional man. It is whenever I see someone hitting an approach into 16, like that's, that's, you know, I know two and three and some of those are, are probably, you know, maybe more famous examples, but 16 for me is always like, oh man, where's the pin? Where are they coming in from? Because that thing is, I mean, what is it like six vertical feet kind of from like the end of the fairway to that, that top tier on the left side of the green next to that bunker. It's just little stuff like that. I, I think as you're watching well, like this, it's kind of the same thing in the front there. Yes, totally. You know? It's just little stuff like as you're watching on TV this week, just try as hard as you can to kind of pay attention to like, what's their route to the hole? What, what are they, what are they going to have to do with this? Even if they do have a wedge in their hand, uh, because it just, that it just makes it so much more fun to try to kind of think three dimensionally or four dimensionally as you're watching, uh, and, and kind of trying to piece it together. And I will say this too, and to tie in the scoring discussion with that is what I don't want to see the RNA do is do a bunch of impossible pins that make it that if you hit a perfect, great tee shot or perfect, great approach, you get the same result as like a, a mediocre one, right? Yeah. And you're just going to make par. Like we, you cannot access this pin no matter what happens. And we're doing that to protect scoring. That I think is worst case scenario. That's why I'm okay with the scores being a bit lower. On the same side, I don't want like a very okay shot to result in birdie at the same way uh, that a very good shot results in birdie. So there's a balance There's to be found there. The right stuff. Yeah, but I don't want them to just hide and tuck the pins just to protect, just because they might be a little embarrassed by the scores getting low. I just that would it be. Seems upset. like there's some new hole locations, like on 11. I don't think they really got to use that one in 2015. You know, kind of up on that shelf that brings the bunker into play and it brings long into play and you know OB really in, into play. Like that's that one gets me really really excited. I think something else too is just the, uh, you know, even if it's not a ton of wind. There's something about it on the old course where the wind affects the ball so much more on the greens than anywhere else I've ever played. Because I think it's because, especially on like four and 14 and, uh, you know, five and 13, like the, the greens are, are so big that the, the wind can travel such a long distance at such a low, you know, height, like, you know, an inch above the ground. And there's nothing stopping it, not even like little ridges in certain spots. To where it just picks up speed, it picks up speed, and it and it just hammers your golf ball. To where, like I think a guy like Zalatoris, his putting is going to get, like it, it's 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 going to be there's going to be some nightmare shit out there. Wait, wait till we get to my picks. <laughs> I I think that's interesting because I almost if it if it affects everybody, I wonder if like the not great putters are almost on a more level playing field. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess my thought is that they're. You know, if it's coming, if it's just, if it's like a crosswind all day, and you're trying to, you know, especially on the way out, you're trying to 
make those little bleeder putts. Like I'm fine if it if it breaks a certain way, but it's it just it's really unsettling as someone who you know has opened like fanned open the face and and you know kind of like sliced against the ball. It's it feels very very unsettling when the when the wind is coming from across your back, you know, across the ball there and it's breaking left to right and you know, like that, that's that's not going to be a comfortable feeling for Zalatoris. I, I think last thing on, on kind of like setup and and scoring and all that stuff for me is, I also I know this kind of runs counter to a lot of what we say about major championships, but when you get at a venue like this, and I, maybe it's just because I'm a Rory fan and we know he's going to be six back with you know seven to play, it is kind of fun that somebody could birdie 12, 13, 14, 15, yes. 16. 18, you know, kind of like coming in, like it's, it's not, unless somebody does the Ustazen thing, like it's, it's, it's not going to be over till it's over, which is always the best. It's kind of all you can ask for at a major. You mentioned some, you know, some other shots or you asked about other shots too. I want to at least talk about the approach into the road hole is like inherently <laughs> like unfair. Like it, 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 the green's too small and the bunker is too penal. There's a fucking road there. Like it's so it's obnoxious. Thing in the oh, world. I'm, I'm, we're getting there yet. That's like, what makes that shot special is like, you look at it and you're just like, all right, how do I make, how do I make four from right here? How do I do it? How do I figure it out? Like nobody wants to throw their hands up and say, this is unfair. It's just like, all right, pins long left. Let's just hit this onto 18 T and let's put up to there. Like, I don't need a birdie look on this hole to, to be able to make my four. How do I, I have to avoid this bunker at all costs. And I obviously can't be on the road. Let's just leave it front, right. I'll put around the bunker if I have to blah, blah, blah. Like it, it, it just that there is that stuff going on, uh, at, at all times as well. Of just like, how do I hit it? So the next one I can have a clear shot in with nothing in my way. Chest, to, baby. To, your, to your point about the little boys, Tron, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of premier players we have not seen play this golf course under the gun. And, and yeah. there could be some, some pretty epic meltdowns and, uh, in places like that, that are, are deemed unfair. The best shot of my life. Like I, I hit a terrible drive down the left, which I don't like that. They've got the, the rough down the left on 17 because I feel like it just kind of kind of just forces you to lay up and make four or five. Well, and it just, it keeps the ball from getting into a worse angle. Like it, it could just yeah. keep going down the left and you're, you're absolutely bowing to like the thinnest part of the green with the road directly, you know, like you basically have to play out right or play out to 18 T. But I hit like the, like the shot that on my deathbed, I will say like, this was the best shot I ever hit. It was like this little, 40 yard pitch over the road hole bunker to a back left pin where my caddy and I like almost got into a fight. He was like, dude, like you gotta, you gotta play out to, you gotta play out to 18. I'm like, dude, I like, I have to win this hole against Neil. I'm like, I only, I only live once and I nipped it. And like, I, I will never forget that ever again. Were, it the, was, Scot were the Scottish fans just cheering you on after you pulled oh, off? Mr. TC, Mr. TC. It was unbelievable. And then I birdied, I birdied 18, you know, it was, it was just remarkable. DJ, that's a good point. I, I think people are failing to discuss how much pressure the British fans will be under this week to discern what truly are good shots that should be applauded and and what are, you know, just which whatever. Which again, at, you know, this is coming from Mr. Eye Test here. You got to appreciate that. It's it's one big eye test out there for the fans. <laughs> and so I want, yes. So I will be watching the British spectators watching the golf. I want them to know that. That's good. I want to hear a review every day. Should we throw the scores did. out? Just like throw the scores out completely and go to a complete like a Russian I judge. I would. It would be a great week to to bring in subjective golf scoring. I do you like don't that. like 
You don't like the scoring, Randy? Don't look at the scoring. Come up with your own scoring here. You know you that. Know, uh, you know what would be so sick is if you could get a feed that had no graphics on it, and then try to get Randy to predict at the end of the day who's leading the tournament, <laughs> based purely on the eye test and the applause say, of the British. Yeah, you know the meme that goes around with about Breen that's like, oh, I'm about to say bang so motherfucking hard right now. I was good. Nobody would have got. I was going to do that with the British fans. Like I'm about to clap so motherfucking hard for this lag putt right now. Have you guys wandered into uh, not Randy because he's not excited for this week? But have you guys started to let yourself dream about? I, I think there's three possible scenarios that like I've at least started to dream about, started to wonder about. Like what if? Just what if? Just what if? I right, just entertain We're not it for one second. The cat. Oh, God, what if he won? Do it. But what uh, if he won? I mean, but what if he won? TC, you've been calling it for months that he's going to win this week. I, I, yeah, I am. But then he looked like shit. But then I think he got all of his, you know, <laughs> he took he took all his supplements and stuff overnight. He looked great today. I think so he hit the he hit the, tes hit the Tesco when he got there. <laughs> got some tablets. <laughs> what do you think? There's a higher chance of this week: Tiger winning or Tiger retiring after uh, after his week Tiger is winning. over? I think that's a pretty good heads up bet. I don't think he will retire, but I think this is a very good chance this is his last open at the old course. Like, extremely good chance that this is his last one. I don't think he'll acknowledge that, though. Like, dude, that that leg, I don't, I don't know if that thing's still going to be there in five years. That, I, I am a doctor, of course, so I know these things. But, like, I, I just cannot imagine. He's, like, teetering as it is, and five years from now, I cannot imagine that, that he'll be back here. But all I'm saying is what if. Oh, well, I'm saying is what if he won. I, I already couldn't. We've been trying to process the 2019 Masters yeah. for three and a half years now, and I'm still not there. Like, I wouldn't be able to. I don't think I'd quite be able to wrap my head around it. It would be a little too too Kristoff, too too big to, you know, just too big to deal with. What if he won and then left for live the day after? <laughs> I thought we weren't gonna do that shit, Solly. It's a joke, TC. Come on, it's the most Come fun on. week of the year. Uh, Speed. Can we dream about it? Can we imagine yes, it? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. It's, it's, a, it's play, a thinking sure. man's course. It's it's pretty wide open off the tee. Like that's why I love, you know, I love him. I love Leash. I love Adam Scott. I love Cam. Love the iron players, baby. Is uh I wonder if Speed's gonna bring his haircut guy in this week. Oh that he's just up the road. He's just 40 up, the road. up the road. Car yeah, exactly. Team. Exactly. And Rory, can we dream? No. Oh, why is Rory the favorite? That that is a little surprising to me. I mean, he's he good. I've been trying to tell very you, very good guys. at golf, very good at golf. But it's I know it's I feel like I've I feel like I've been spending months whipping the troops up, and even I'm like, eh, nah, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Xander the second the second favorite? Eh, he's been playing pretty good. He's playing uh, decently good, from what I could tell. But <laughs> I'm just looking at the scores. <laughs> big tone, good? dude. Big tone is on my he's on my list of players to watch. You he's want to do picks? Played, he's Should played. We... He's played the Dunhill a few times. He's Big Tone's a proper player. I know. Oh come on! <laughs> I don't think he's going to win. Picks? I think he's going to be around. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Two hundred. As as we know, for for major championships, we got two hundred nuggets up from one hundred. Then we usually do week to week. I just want to get it out there before I do mine as well. Like the goal is to to win this whole thing. The goal is to beat TC. Right. It is yeah. not necessarily to have the best predictions for this week and those are two that, different things but that's exactly DJ right I, I you know these these are nuggets that we're betting this is not gambling advice i wouldn't bet <laughs> i've i've been doing extremely poorly part of that is uh because I'm, I'm my one and done strategy here i'm i'm picking one player every week going all in trying to run down tc 
Uh, and I will be doing that again this week, but you know, I know that's kind of boring to just throw out one name. So a couple people on the watch list, uh, big tone, you know, I, I, we mentioned that. I think uh, a lot of this comes from, uh, you know, Tron was pissed that we follow him on Twitter apparently. And we saw the link that he tweeted out, but uh, Ben Coley, uh, sportinglife.com did a really great, he always does good stuff, but did a really great uh, breakdown of every player in the field. So some of this stuff is, is kind of pulled straight from him, but uh, big tone finished top 20 every time he's played in Scotland. I think four tournaments in Scotland. He's been in the top 20 every time, including some some nice rounds at, at the old course. So I, I hate to interrupt, but I can't think of a more <laughs> damning indictment of the old course than if Tony <laughs> Finau wins. <laughs> Tony's got to be all amped up after the Zach Wilson news this week. Did you guys hear that? Did no, not. TC, why don't you lay that out for us right now? <laughs> <laughs> somehow, <laughs> d- d- during DJ's picks, TC is, is talking about Zach Wilson somehow. A lot of, lot of ways we can go. Again, this is all alleged, but Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend is alleging that uh, Zach Wilson took down his mom's best friend. Wow. And now his ex-girlfriend's dating Zach Wilson's best friend. Does that change your picks at all, Deej? Yeah. I, well, like I said, I didn't pick Big Tone because I there was just something something not sitting not quite right with me. I think that must have been what it was. You're doing the TC a lot of different ways we could go with this right uh, now. I'm warning you. I mean, listen, Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open and now is like apparently the premier driver in the game of golf. I think that's going to go pretty well at the old course. We're going to do a kind of made pick. Uh, or uh, I'm sorry, like a top 40 parlay later later uh, in the week here. I really like Russell Henley, good wedge player. Uh, he's played well in some majors before. I think he could be some good value in that top 40 pick. How Tong Lee, you're the rooster, uh, just absolutely fucking right now. Are these picks or these? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying these, these, this is my these are watch. all on the terror watch these list are, for him. These are all on the watch gotta list. got to go. We got to hold uh, to the same standards. We got to hold TC too. Listen, uh, Scotty Scheffler is the best player in the world. We can't nope. wait to mention him. No. The pro, three, the pro 3.0, Max Homa, has been striking his golf ball. He's absolutely thrilled, chuffed to be there right now. Uh, and Brooks, mute him. Mute Brooks him. has pick. played so well. Justin Thomas, all 200 nuggets. He's got, he's, got wow. all the, he's got all the shots. He's the best wedge player in the world. He's got bones on the freaking bag. He's playing practice rounds with Tiger Woods. He's already he's got the post-major swagger going on. It, it, Justin Thomas, all 200. Thank okay. you for your time, gentlemen. TC, mm. you have an opportunity to just stunt on Deej by not doing a lot of different ways we could go with this and just giving us your, your picks here as your majesty. I do. All right. Before we get there, <laughs> I got two things I got to say. They're not. I'm not running down the leaderboard or anything like that. And they have nothing to do with golf. <laughs> Some people have been starting to get on me a little bit about no winners the last three weeks or so. Mm. Okay. I, was, I had like half the top 10 last week at the mm. Scottish Open. Even though it was a dog shit course, I, you know what, like I was all over it. And again, our models, our, our fund vision fund 2030 <laughs> is only like, there's a minimum rate of return that we have to achieve. So I, I, I can't like, I have to make, like make at least 600 bucks, 800 nugs, a thousand nugs off of a bet for it to even make sense for me to play. So I'm just saying all that. It's a and, high hurdle rate you got there, TC. Exactly. Exactly. Got to keep the investors happy. Yeah, I'm not trying to win bets. I'm trying to like create generational wealth here. Like I'm trying to uncover some some big time things. And on that note, uh, you know he's he's one thirty to one. Um, but I, I just can't in good conscience take him because I, I think it would be too irresponsible as Bob McIntyre. So I want to apologize to all the Scots out there, to Big Bob personally, that for not taking him, uh, and to the cat. We're not taking the cat either because I'm not I'm not betting on the cat this week. I got five plays. We're gonna start out with uh, the usual Mark Leishman, 
plus 10,000, 20 nugs to win. All of these are outright winner plays. Next, Adam How Scott. How do the investors feel about that one? Fine. He's a proper player. Adam Scott, plus 6,500, 30 nugs. Joaquin Neiman, plus 5,000, 30 nugs. Jordan Spieth, plus 1,600, 50 nugs. And Cameron Smith, plus 2,870 nugs. Wow. I don't, wow. Even, I don't even know how to react to, to that. That, that was the shortest pick segment we've ever had from TC. I, 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 Sorry no stunners to Tommy in there. Lad. No Tommy Lad. That, one Tommy, that, that, is, that is wild. That tells the story. Which means Randy, what do you got? means he's going to win. Solly, I, I think people will be shocked to learn this week that I have five plays, all 40 wow. nuggies. And we're going winners, baby. We're going winners. What, you guys want to start at the long shot or you want to start at the at the chalky end? You tell me. Let's start at chalk the chalky. Yet. Start at the chalk. Okay. Spieth, plus, plus 1,600, 40 nuggies. I'm taking the defending champion in benign conditions, Colin Morikawa, plus 3,000. I think he's being disrespected. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to take Wills Torres right there at plus 3,002. Uh, we want to talk about iron players. Give me like literally two of the best in the world. Uh, TC, I'm with you on Joaquin Neiman at plus 5,000. I like him. Joaquin said and dominate. Then, and then my flyer, uh, he's coming off a, a great U.S. Open. Uh, went out quick at the Scottish length. Could get hot for four days, plus 13,000, Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. I thought about it, Randy. I saw it and thought about it. Oh, he doing it. <laughs> he Look, he doing it. Interesting. Guys, my picks are, they're so dumb. This is one of the like the, the dumbest philosophy I've ever gone with for anything. Uh, I can't tell if I love or hate it. I'm going to start you with the, the a small little play for Sam Burns to win outright at plus 4,500 of 25 nugs. Okay. The next one is the big one. 100 nuggets Dustin on Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris to win the Open Championship at plus mm -hmm. 3,000. Next, 30 nuggets on two chances to win. Colin Morikawa or Will Zalatoris. Uh, that is plus 1,400. Next up, two chances to win 35 nuggets at plus 1,000. Justin Thomas or Will Zalatoris to win. Wow. And then lastly, my final 10 nuggets at plus 30,000, player to go wire to wire, Will Zalatoris. Uh, coming from somebody who put all 200 nuggets on him to win uh, the, the uh, PGA, it's, you know, you're going to feel really good about that by the end of the week, I'm sure. It's a creative way to, to basically say I'm all in on him this week. And uh, it's probably going to the well one too many times. And uh, for all we said about how much knowledge it takes to get around the course and all that stuff, I just I think strokes gained approach is going to be what it is. It's going to be the thing. And um, I, I just the guy's major championship record. His odds are still not stacking up with his major championship record. And it's the one that jumped off the page. His odds actually went from, he was plus 2,500 to they went to plus 3,000 in the last week with the miscut at the Scottish. And I just don't understand it. So how I can't, I'm surprised not to see more love for JT. What's scaring you guys away? Uh, he, he missed the cut by a million at the Scottish, which I know sure. we've said is not so a did great Mark last year when he, I know. when he won. I know, but could be a good time. Oh, no, no Fitzpatrick picks. No, no Rom picks. No Cantlay picks. I totally forgot Rom's in the golf tournament. Uh, I, like, I could easily see Dustin winning this. You know, you want to talk about smart players. Uh, 
Patrick Reed, P. He's got a sneaky, solid open championship resume. P. Uh, I, like I could see P winning this, guys. Before before TC sneaks in the, a lot of different ways we could go with this uh, somehow. We do. Neil is unable to join us for this preview. He did send in his picks. If if I may indulge you guys, I'm going to read them to you. Uh, he's in on Rory. He's going with it. He wants him 40 nuggets at, at plus 900 point. to win. That's 40 nugs there. And also end of round one leader, 40 nuggets plus 2,000 on Rory. He's also going with Xander, 40 nuggets plus 1,200. I don't know if he got past the first two names on the odds sheet when he made his picks. Um <laughs> And then also he loves these winner without plays. So winner without Rory, Xander, Scheffler, Rom, and Spieth. Uh, Fitzpatrick at plus 11,000, 40 nuggets on that. Sorry, plus 1,100, 40 right. nuggets on that. Um, Shane Lowry to win without Rory, Xander, Scheffler, Rom, and Spieth. Uh, plus 1,200, 40 nuggets on that. So oh. he could he could really clean up if Rory wins and one of those guys finishes second. Like that would be... That's an interesting strategy he's he's deploying here. So I'll tell you somebody who I, I can't figure out what to think about him. Hovland. Just in general. I, I thought the same thing. Thought the same thing. No idea what we're gonna get from him. I have no idea what we're gonna get from Brooks. I know, you know, he's probably not a hundred percent and who knows, but he's played really freaking well here in the past. I don't know, man. It's, it's it's a tough one. This is not like Augusta or even U.S. Opens and PGAs. I think to handicap really, it, it just there's the course fit. It just doesn't. It does not uh, conform to specific playing styles, right? There's just there really is a lot of different a lot of different ways they could go with this. There was the question from Tommy Gun seven five two one four. Will the conditions require uh, more putting from off the green, and who does that favor? Honestly, my mind goes to Hovland, but he's been such a non-factor. I mean, he's like. His, he was worse odds than Max to win the tournament this week, and I don't disagree with that at all. I, I'm not incentivized by Hovland at all at plus 5,000. Hope the pro has a fun week out there. I think I think he's going to play well. He will. He will. I think uh, I, I just – God, I, I, like, I want to see Adam Scott do the damn thing. I want to see him win the Open Championship after the Lytham thing. I just – I feel like this is a legacy win, and he's a proper player, and it's just – I want to see Adam Scott play well. I propose of nothing. Do you guys want to do who won't win? Sure. Randy, you want to just take take most of the guys on the front page? You know what? I, I do not feel as confident as I normally do because I, for the reasons you mentioned, I feel like the, the Open Championship and certainly at St. Andrews could be completely wide open. So, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll say Finau can't win. Um I, I think we'll go with uh, – I just don't think the rib's going to do it. So I'll, I'll take Rory. Um, and, you know, Patrick Cantlay, some of the usual suspects. But I, I don't, I don't want to do a big deal out of, it, out of it this week. Out of respect for the RNA. <laughs> yeah. It's about more than who won't win this week, okay? TC, who won't win? Oh, my gosh. So many different directions we can go with this. First of all, I just want to shout out that, that Bryson is 100 – and 30 to one. You know, I was thinking about that. What, what would we have said to that in June of 2019? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I mean, Bryson's down there with like that, that group there is Webb, Thomas Peters, who I like this week, Big Bob McIntyre, Kevin Na, Woodland, Cameron Young, Bryson, Abe Answer, who you would think this would be a good course for him, but he's got no form right now. Aaron Wise, Sebastian Munoz. I like Aaron Wise. Just, you know, I mean, Cameron Tringale has better odds than Bryson. 
That's wild. That, that's truly wild. Yeah, that is not. It is funny, even going back, Randy, to uh, you know later than your June 2019, but like the when he won the U.S. Open to, <laughs> at yeah. Wingfoot, it was like, oh god, he's going to shoot. Like he might shoot two 59s at at St Andrews. And yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. Because this was the, exactly the course, exactly the tournament we had that circled. We're like, oh my god, Bryson's going to drive how many par fours? Yeah. And any any May, are we overlooking Bryson? That is a question we got as well from uh, DeFelice. He said, who, who is not being talked about enough? Is it Bryson? I think it's Rom would be mine, but I know I'm a, a pretty on-the-record uh, homer for the butcher. So I'm going to get... I'm gonna get provocative with my uh, who cannot win or who will not win. Hey, first of all, I like the Rory first round play. I, I also like Rory not to win. Uh, I'm gonna go Scotty, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, that's what I had in my mind too, which is probably stupid. He's probably been the best player in the world, uh, but I'm, that's what I'm gonna go to. But that's strength in numbers there, in case it hits. I'll, I'll take Xander. Xander won't win. You know what? I'll take his best friend too, Randy. Just, just tempt me. Go ahead and go at it. Xander and Cantlay both won't I'll win. I'll take Cantlay that? too. Cantlay. No, you no, you can't go diving in on it. All right. <laughs> Cantlay stinks. How does Cantlay have better odds than Morikawa and Zalatoris? I'll never it's understand. Crazy. That's why. Worth noting too. There's. Uh, I know. I talked to some people at the RNA. They have some ridiculously cool stuff planned in terms of the telecast. Some different camera views and things that they're adding um they're they're gonna have well i just saw this today they have a new camera view for 17 that's like a little more vertical and you can almost kind of peek up and see over the railway shed uh and and see the fairway there kind of gives you an idea what the proper line is and things like that but they got uh these rail cams along the 17th green that's going to give you different perspectives of that green than we've ever seen on tv um, some incredible cameras out at the at the loop, that corner there between behind 8T, 11 and 7 green and different, totally different perspectives on that uh, side of the golf course. They got feature groups on open.com and Peacock. If you're looking for like a lot of those details we talked about where, you know, setting up the shots and things like that, you're probably more likely to get all that from feature groups than you are from a telecast that's kind of popping around yeah. and showing a lot of different shots. So I'll be... I'll be watching a lot of that. There's featured holes on 11, 12, and 13. Um, 12 especially. 11 and 12 are super uh, fun to watch, those holes. And uh, they got like... rules, too. 11, 12, 13 is a pretty good... That's a pretty good meal. Um, Then uh, shot view. They have full shot data for the first time ever at the Open, all accessible through the Open leaderboard where you can see where balls are collecting and you can, you know, they don't have all the highlights like masters does, but it is going to be the best like online experience they've had to this point. And uh, yeah, it just feels like it's getting elevated. I don't know about you guys. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing NBC. Uh, I'm doing sky. I'm doing sky VPN login. I gave them, I gave them their shot. I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore. I, I think I still have a login. If I don't, if anybody wants to DM some, some sky logins, I wouldn't say no to it, but uh, I'm refusing to let them ruin this week, and uh, that's just how we're going to have to watch the tournament this week. Is the feature stuff on premium cock or regular cock? Uh, I don't know if it's on <laughs> you cock. If it's on yeah, uh, the, the the premium or not, but open.com has it as well, so I don't think you'll need to um, to to have a peacock login to even watch that stuff. So hey, what was up with them pairing up Tom Watson and Stuart Sink today? That was bullshit. <laughs> I that's the I only still, mistake the RNA's made in this entire lead up. I still believe that besides not rolling back the ball. <laughs> yeah. 
Stu Sink is not to blame for that. Watson is entirely to blame. It's not Stu Sink's fault that it, that Watson lost that one. Yeah, t- t- Tommy Boy choked that. Tough, <laughs> tough putt. Tough putt. Bad break. Bad break with the eight iron. Tough putt. Any any top forties you guys like that you're scoping out? We're gonna we're gonna put together some sort of parlay. I think with with uh, DK. What was sticking out to me? I think big Bob McIntyre at plus one thirty. I think Leash at plus one ten. I think Thomas Peters plus one thirty, Luke List at plus one ninety, Cameron Young for me. Yeah, I, I think he's his form's been dipping a little bit, but he's a ball striker and uh, he's he's plus one thirty or something like that for top forty. I don't I don't have the odds in front of me, but I, Russ Henley and How Tong Lee, I bo- I like both of them. Kevin Kisner plus one ninety. This would seem like kind of his kind of place. Victor Perez won the Dunhill yeah. last year plus one ninety. Like. We should just do like a 10-way parlay, make it like, you know, 401 odds and just the, do the 45-way for a top 40. <laughs> There's a lot of ways we could go with this uh, memorial pick. Anything else that uh, that, that uh, we, we've left on the table to this point? I want a specific of a prediction from each of you as you can give me. What What is going to happen? What What are, what are we recapping on Sunday night? That I think nothing. None of my picks actually reflect this, but I think we're kind of we're gonna get a semi boring winner that's gonna be tough to like put into context, right? Like, I I don't know if Fitz really necessarily fits that in terms of like how he won at the U.S. Open or like what basically like Woodland at Pebble is kind of what I think we're gonna get. Um, Adam Scott, baby. I don't know who it is. I don't. I I'd be I'd be so surprised. I just don't think we're that lucky if we got a bow wrapped story on our platter for for sunday night i think it's maybe that scar tissue from zj though <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say jt birdie's the last three to win that's that, that's my specific prediction that would be the opposite Sally, you're saying zalatoris i'm also saying zalatoris but i'm also saying somebody not as exciting is gonna win <laughs> uh, hmm. yeah that's been the dirty dirty little detail through the saint andrews opens is it's a lot of runaways and not you know, obviously, anytime Tiger wins, it's compelling in and of itself. But the, the actual like tournament on the final day hasn't been awesome, awesome. Uh, and, and sorry, just to to go back to that, who haven't we talked about? We should probably talk about Louis since he's what one by eight, and then he <laughs> lost in a playoff the next time. He he seems to like this place as well. His form just stinks, though. It does, it does, of course. But you know, worth mentioning. That hasn't stopped him in the past from like showing up on exactly, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I've just got, I feel like I've gotten burned a couple times on Louis with majors recently. I, I rode that horse too long. Well, you just gotta, all the secrets, you just got to mention his name on the preview, and then okay. you're absolved. So okay. now we're good. Obligatory Brooks mention then. <laughs> now you guys are catching on. What do you think the cat does? Oh, God. I I, I think the cat uh, plays very mediocre golf. I just don't I trust do the putter. Yeah. I, I have no idea. None. What about Phil? I think Phil misses the cat by a lot. Can I be 100% honest? When I was making my picks today, it, it hit me, and I had no idea the answer until I had to scroll down and find him. I was like, I don't know if Mickelson's playing. Like, I know he's <laughs> yeah. eligible to play because he won the PGA, but I was like, I, I don't know if he's playing or not. Yep. It's... Mickelson's plus 250 for top 40, he, and he's right there along the, the same lines as Chan Kim, 
Uh, Nikolai Hogard, Shugo Imihara. TC, Tom we're going to have to get you to say Richard Hoygaard Bland. eventually. We're going to need you to get you to say Hoygaard if he's going to be your guy. ZJ. I mean, how how far he's fallen. I, I think what worries me about the Tiger stuff, and I guess Phil to an extent as well, is like I think in order to separate from the top of the pack, there is all that beautiful old course knowledge and shop making and all of that stuff is kind of like what gets you out of the, you know, out of the A pack. But you got to right? get but you got to get there and I feel like you know at Augusta it's different where I feel like Tiger's course knowledge and his patience and all of that stuff you know pays so like it's worth so much more at Augusta it seems like than a very like benign old course. Like if the old course was ramped up and the conditions were really tough I think a lot of that cat course knowledge is worth a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Which is where I, I feel like he can play mediocre and still miss the cut because a lot of guys aren't going to like eject. It's going to be really hard to separate yourself at the top and to go shoot 65, 65 and like take the 36 hole lead. But I think a lot of guys are going to kind of, you know, go 69, 70, 68, 71. Like there's going to be, I don't think you have to play crazy exceptional golf, you know, relative to most majors to do that is, is kind of how it seems to me. I also think with the cat, this is not, as demanding of a driver test as a lot of other open championship courses are. And it, I feel way better about him at St. Andrews. I know it's not bold. He's won here twice, but like at current state state of the cat, this is as good of a setup as he's probably going to get, I think. And so, yeah, I think we, we, will we do a, a list of names on, on Thursday for how many guys he beats? Randy, will you volunteer for that? Let's, let's play it by ear. Okay. I think we do it after Friday because we got to let the draw even out and everything right. like that. Yeah, you know, we can't just out guys for let's say they were in the bad draw or whatever. That's very respectful and, and very responsible of you guys. I, I like that. You know, assuming they set it up correctly, which I, I have full confidence in the sirs at the RNA to do so. I hope they. Uh, yeah, I hope they don't let the greens get away from them again. That that was worst case scenario, I think. From but I I, I don't also don't think we're going to get to that wind level. Saturday looks like it may gust a little bit enough that we'll prevent them from doing anything stupid again. Hopefully, so. Well, with that, I think uh, that puts a bow on our preview efforts for St Andrews. I don't think we fe- I don't feel like we did it justice, and I don't think we would have ever done anything that would have made it feel like we could have done it justice. That's that's where I'm at basically, and uh, we'll be doing live shows. Shortly after the wrap of play, each of the uh, four days of the championship, some people asking if we were going to wait for prime time. Uh, the sleep schedules are going to require some some adjustments. So we're going to be. What time are you guys getting up? What, what's what's when? You, when do you? Uh, are when two you gonna, times out yet? They're not out as of uh, Monday at four nineteen Eastern as we're recording this episode. I'll probably wait till tea times come out, but I normally get up about four thirty or five, so I don't crash. You know, crash at like noon. I'll, I'll probably be around four, I think, is my plan. Because, yeah, you can't – you you can peak too early for this, I, I and I've done it before. Lo- losing an hour moving back is is tough. That's Randy, a, you going to stay up? Immediate yes. punch in the face. Ra- Randy, no, 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 be no. I will nine? not be adjusting my sleep schedule. Yeah, if if so. need be, I can record and just catch up through commercials. It's not a bad play. So thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in. Shout out to uh, our friends at DK for supporting our preview shows. Last men's major championship of, of the year. And then we got a lot, got to get back to talking a lot about the, the shit that we don't like talking about. But this is going to be a great one. I cannot wait. So. I think Rom might win, guys. All right. That's the cube. <laughs> We're going to let it go. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you all week. Cheers.
Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. 